Kitchen. Oh, and a big tackle! Uh, welcome to our latest Fox Sports Rugby podcast. Today it's something completely different. We're doubling up our podcast, normally all up in your ears, and adding a Facebook live component. Sean Maloney, Stephen Wells, and Sam Worthington uh, must explain our rig set up here at Fox Sports HQ is no good. So as a result, we've thrown on, uh, we've, we've loosened the clothing attire for uh, this Thursday afternoon. I always wear a singlet. It's one of the sing- singlet and a handkerchief is one of the things my father's always encouraged. So I had a singlet on today and I'm going with that. You're wearing a singy, mate. Are you 80? Well, you're you back, Grandpa. It's, it's a lot colder than you think in the mornings at the moment. And I'm not taking any risk. I'm not getting the winter chill. <laughs> and I've got my grandfather's uh, Balinese dragon shirt on. So shout out to Trevor Worthington. Giddy. Um, <laughs> How good is it? Do you know the great thing is he also wears that on his the, the dates he goes on. <laughs> That's true. That's his go-to Reasonable, reasonable strike, right? Is this a date? Do um, you know what? You look like Kenicky from Greece. <laughs> Kenicky. Yeah. yeah. Part one. of the, uh, I think they were the T-Birds. Yeah. Go, uh, go Grease Lightning. Anyway, uh, so we've got Facebook Live. So if you are watching at your desk at work or anywhere around the world and you want to fire some questions into our ex-Wallaby and Brumby captain Stephen Halls, please do so. For those of you listening on the podcast, well, we're going to jump right into it now and we're going to touch on, off the top, the Australian top Women's Sevens team, Women's our most recent world champions. What a result. Yeah, look, uh, reluctant claps yeah, for me because I've knocked out my beloved New Zealand uh, Black Ferns team, but uh, yeah, fair, fair play to them. They've completely completely dominated, haven't they? And, uh, well, they got third, actually, so Canada knocked out the Black Ferns. No, and the, and the overall, and the overall the series, the standings, we're looking at the bigger picture here. Canada got second in the overall standings, I think. Okay, I will... Led to believe that, so you're sort of sitting I'll issue my resignation shortly, you guys carry on. Anyway, it was a terrific performance from the Aussie women's side who needed a win in the quarterfinals against Spain to go through and they didn't just win they walloped the Spaniards yeah they've been excellent the, uh, yeah they've been excellent the, uh, the women's the sevens they actually came into the RU yesterday and they had a you know, ceremony a welcoming ceremony it was awesome they're, they're just fantastic ambassadors been described as trailblazers for women's rugby and they're the first ever full-time rugby women's players in Australia and they're doing such a fantastic job on and off the field if you're if you're a business at the moment you're trying to look for some sports people to sponsor those girls are the ones you go after they're really really good ambassadors they don't get paid huge dollars at the moment they don't get what they deserve and hopefully they will have a time, they're but geez, they're good girls. And phenomenal really proud of rugby players as well. Uh, in that win against Spain, they absolutely turned it on. Lovely long balls from Alicia Quirk, great running from Elliot Green, amongst others, Shannon Perry and Shane Williams. So strong in the midfield. They're going to take some stopping in Rio. It's super physical as well, isn't it, the women's game? I imagine that's grown over the last few years, and they're absolutely belting each other, and it, yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal stuff. I think uh, some teams try and target the Australian team. I was talking to Shannon Perry um, yesterday with that physical approach. Approach, but she, she certainly doesn't take a, a backward step, and um, it looks like they've got a, a game that can outmatch any opponent at the moment. Well, their strength is their speed, well, their strength is their speed and their skill because they've all grown up playing a huge amount of touch rugby, touch footy. That's where they started. So the contact side of it is what's been introduced to them slowly. Now they've they've gone full time. That's probably the big difference. A few years ago, they were satellite based at Bond University, coming in and out for camps every couple of weeks. And uh, Scotty Bowen and Tim Walsh made the change along with you know Ben Whitaker and whoever else was involved, and they've gone full time at Narrabeen now and, and their performances have, have married into that Elliot so it's Green been excellent. Too. What a weapon she is. An absolute nightmare for defenders. She was going hard at them at the weekend and they would get skittled left and right. Her versus Portia Woodman, that's going to be must-see TV at the Olympics if they go up against each other. It's incredible uh, athletes to watch and, and as Halsey touched upon, there's a lot of cross-code um, players in the Australian team in particular. I think Chloe Dalton came over from basketball less than two years ago and she's nailing drop goals 
from the sideline like it's yeah just just great skills on display. Wonder if Ellie could jump. The fence at um, the rugby and just go and run in the two or four hundred for us in the track. Yeah, what do you think? Ramas for the green machine. She'd be able to do that. Honoree is so easy to say. Congratulations to the Aussie women's sevens team. And now let's just mop up super rugby for the time being because Dave Dennis was in here last week and we kind of mocked him a touch thinking that the Tars might roll the Chiefs on Friday night. We were listening to him being so positive, weren't we? We were kind of... <laughs> kind of going, DD. Oh, you're gonna, you're he gonna, was, but he, you're gonna he, battle here. But he had a quite confidence about what they were about to deliver the other week. Yeah, well, as a yeah, as a player, you always have that confidence. They would have been disappointed that they did win four straight games into the Crusaders game. And speaking to Daryl Gibson after the game, he was disappointed in how he prepared the team for the Crusaders clash, saying that he was very defensive based. So for the Chiefs week, he just said, for the Chiefs week, he just said, look, let's just go out there and have a crack. And that suits him. I can't think of a player. I can't think of a player who didn't have his best game of the season. You go through that Cliffy whole pack, Cliffy Parlow's best game Dave by far, Dave Dennis, Dean Mum's best game, and they were just playing with the free spirit, and what the Tars did really well, which I later found out after the game, was just worked out on the, it wasn't part of the game plan, they identified a lot of space in and around the ruck, so a lot of little pick and drives from Parlow and Hooper and those type of players, which kept the ball alive and sort of opened up space throughout the field for them, so their best performance of the year by far, and now, you know, everyone's talking, saying that it was the Brumbies were going to get that top spot in the conference, but, you know, the Tars after really that performance, they'll be really they've confident. They've got the summers off the back of the break, and then they've got some two two rather tricky games. The, the Brumbies still have got the better draw. That obviously hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, I still think Brumbies with the top spot in that Aussie conference. Yeah. I I yeah, would have said the same thing I probably would have said the same ago, thing eight days ago. Just amazing what a good win like um, that can do. Not comparing. Um, you not comparing. You can't compare apples to apples. But in 2014, the last game of the, before the June Test Series for the Warriors, you can't compare apples to apples. You're an idiot. You can because there's Granny Smith apples. You can because there's Granny Smith apples. So many different times. Go on. So many different times. I'm trying to say that two years ago they played the Chiefs before the June Test Series. And that was probably the defining moment where we won that game. That's probably the first time. I thought this rugby, team can probably win the Super Rugby because of that on the back of such a good performance so against a good I'll side. So no I'll come back in from camp, no injuries to key players, hopefully. Um, and I'm almost um, thinking that two, of them, thinking that two of them make it now. I reckon they both might go three Mate, wins each. Are you even listening? The whole part, the whole concept of Facebook Live is the fact that people can comment on the way through, and we've had a few comments, but you keep dribbling and I'll get to them. It'd be nice if you looked up to your speakers every now and then. This is what he does normally, people. You talk and he's just head down the whole time, text him. Ordering stuff, coffees, uh, all that sort of stuff. You, you go on, not, you, you Yeah, go well, on, look, uh, I'll let I'll let Maloney jack up his uh, date for the evening there, and we'll uh, we'll carry on with the Super Rugby. But I think the Tars, it's going to all come down to that uh, Hurricanes game after the break. I think the Brumbies will go three from three. They've got a pretty soft draw. The Tars, their only sort of tough game on paper is that Hurricanes game. So I think that, that's going to be the big one uh, in Sydney. And non-form, there's no reason why they couldn't do it. And, could we get two Aussie sides? Could we get two Aussie sides? In the numbers the don't look great. It's possible. It's possible, but uh, the numbers don't look great. Crunch the numbers. Yeah. Okay, so those who obviously fly the flag from an Aussie perspective and just to clean up the other sides in operation at the weekend, the Reds had the weekend off and the Rebels and Force went out at the weekend and the Force put in another strong showing going down by just the five points. Luke Morahan delivering one of the tries of the year. Wasn't it? Wasn't it great? Peter Grant with the cross Sorry, kick. Listening, Sorry, I wasn't listening, mate, because look at my phone. <laughs> No, that was uh, that was a beauty, and uh, shows why Luke Morahan's in the in the Wallabies fold. There, do you think he's a, a chance for a start on the on the wing for the Wallabies? Probably lean more towards probably lean more towards Haylor Petty getting that that start. 
Um, I hope he's been outstanding. I hope he's been outstanding. Like, admittedly, like there's even talk is he might play in the centres, and there is a spot at fullback. So obviously, obviously, Izzy will be the first picked in that back line. But I'd probably go Halepetti ahead of Morahan just at this stage, just because he's been so good. Okie dokes. Now we transition into the June Test series. Obviously, the weekend off this week, and then we're skipping into it. We're going head first in. It's going to be absolutely massive, and I can tell you what. The Wallabies, they look ready to go. I was up there at Caloundra earlier in the week, and I'm going to single out as the happiest player in world rugby, Leroy Houston. Yep. Double, he's a double, double hand handshaker. You know these ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'll come in, and the big mitts, the big paws. Cradle your small hand. He's an enormous head, isn't it, Leroy? And it's just ear to ear. It's ear to ear. And he's been like that ever since. And he's been like that ever since. Hell of a Came into the game. Yeah. I'm really looking looking forward to seeing how he progresses. He's. You know, saw him going to Wallaby too when he was 17 or 18 years old, and not get capped. And probably at the time, all happened very quickly for him. So had a little bit of time out of the game. Got back to the Reds. Played really well for them. And then went over to France and found his way to Bath, where he's been exceptional the last couple of years. But I really hope he gets to go somewhere over the next sort of 12 months. I want to talk more about Wallabies, but just quickly, we're going to touch on some of the comments that come through. Uh, Warwick English says, multitasking nightmare. You are bang on the mark there, was dog. Uh, Tieran McCasker asks, any of you boys going to the Queensland Country Championships this weekend? Oh, I'd love to. I've got, I've got the weekend off. Maybe I'll uh, make, make some plans. Where, where do I have to go for that? We'll get back to you on that. Thank you, uh, Tieran. You know what? I would love to get to some country footy. You know, yeah. stand on the hill, punch uh, a few tins. Warhope Thunder are pretty keen to get, get us That's up there and play New South Wales, but this is Queensland. Good luck to those involved in the Queensland like Country, country Championships. Uh, Willie Tressed, I'm not sure about that shirt. I guess that applies across the board. Paddy Thompson actually complimented on mine. He liked the uh, BG shirt. Back to the Wallabies and some of the other guys that are in the mix. Dane Haler Petty caught up with him. Nick Frisbee was a favourite of mine because he is a kid who, has grown up idolising wallabies. Tell me that he used to go down the park with his cousins and his brothers and he used to replicate torps from Chris Latham. They sit there for hours. Couldn't he just ripping torps. Don't see enough torpedoes. Don't see enough torpedoes this day. What about his torping? High risk, high reward. High risk, high reward. Go for it. Do they need to get Latham in there for a drop session? This checker needs to call him. Possibly. Just a few days of talk session. Nick Frisbee was great. Who else was in the mix, mate? They're all there. They're all in a really good mood in Caloundra. What a spot Caloundra is. Yeah, I love Caloundra. Yeah, I love Caloundra. Old Uncle, Uncle Phil and Arnie Liz live up there in the Millers. Part of the world, isn't it? Good part of the world, isn't it? Uh, tough. We always have this uh, sort of picture in our head of him uh, <laughs> no, flogging he's, them all. But, no, uh, he's, he's, he's giving them a few days off. He's giving them a few days off. Of course they're getting flogged. They're getting flogged. He's people. He can't... He's not... Silly enough to flog ooh, guys ooh, day in, day out. Ooh, or is he? He just, he just flogs them day in, day okay, out. Okay, why don't you ask the guy you who played under him for have two years? Have you seen, have you seen <laughs> Neil Limpin here every day? No, yeah. he'll, be, he'll be working, no, no, he'll be, he'll be working very hard. Double um, days. Yeah, a lot of contact, um, yeah, a lot of, contact, lot of wrestling. That's and that's, that's the only way he believes. He obviously won't do that three days before the first test. But this is the time to do it. This week is the hard week. and Yeah, they'll be getting absolutely smashed up there. And they'll need that. Any closer to deciding what might be his... Match day 23. I know that the locks have been thrown up in conversation a fair bit. Coleman and... 
Arnold's Tolman been there. and Big Rory. Arnold's yeah. been there. Hey, Arnold. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, I I'm wouldn't. Not sure James Hall was I'm not sure James Hall was obviously back, and he's got a hell of a knowledge on the on the English fella, so that that might throw a spanner in the works. He might find himself there. Caught him completely by surprise. Kevy was saying to me the the call up back into the squad. Yeah, I get a feeling he's going to go back to as many. Um, proven combinations. He sort of hinted that he might throw some surprises, but I don't think you can really because since the World Cup they haven't had any game time together. Like you're coming up against a reasonably settled England team. I, I don't think he can get uh, too crazy with his selection. So I think we'll see uh, certainly the same back row: uh, Simmons there, Phipps, Foley, and then I think Rod Cafe is advocating uh, Falau at 12, Kuradrani at 13, and then maybe Carmichael at 15. And yeah, I, I don't mind that. Thanks for that segue. Taylor Brasser asks you, Halsey, where does Izzy play against England? Centres or fullback? Yeah, if he's playing centre, I'd probably like to see him playing number 13 more than 12 just because he hasn't played there. But having said that, you see how quickly and successfully he adapted to playing number 13. So he's got to have his hands on the ball. He's probably more of a runner than a distributor. So based on who we have with Tavita Kurandrani, I'd probably say it's wise to keep Israel at 15 because we have a tried and tested world class number 13 in Kurandrani. Too many changes if you put Izzy at 12 and then Carmichael at 15. I'd like to see Carmichael. Given some time off the bench to, to one play more. Uh, I want to throw in the mix. This one comes from Andrew Swain. Halsey, do you think Leroy Houston will force his way onto the bench for the Wallabies? We'll just touch on that. Uh, and who's the best at the buffet in Wallabies camp? All time? And currently, who's your, who's your shout currently? Best of the buffet. Uh, we're going on to Leroy Houston. The only thing with Leroy is just has he adapt? Will he be able to adapt to the speed that they need to play? Uh, he's come from England. Uh, long he's come from England. Long season. Playing a lot of wet games. You know, the English rugby is a slower format, format, very physical. But I'd probably say that he on the back of Fardy, Hooper, Pocock, McMahon, unless he goes a six-two bench, I probably don't think Leroy will play in the maybe not the first. Last week. I think we'll see yeah. him probably. I think we'll see him probably in the rugby championships given more of an in opportunity. Terms of the but buffet, and in terms yeah. of the buffet, uh, oh, uh, Skelton, oh, yeah, without doubt, he could, he could just he could eat a food this big. How many? Food this I always big. like to work on a barbecue chicken ratio. As far as how big you are, yeah. I once played with a guy yeah. um, back in the day. Could put away six barbecue chickens. <laughs> Tong and fella, yeah. Tong and fella, big dude, yeah. six. One time he was sent packing from the family house because he ate all the barbecue chickens. Big family, not name, but James, not James. Not Jimmy LeKepper, okay. but uh, okay. six barbecue chickens. How many barbecue chickens can Will Skelton put away in one sitting? Uh, well, we were always taught, uh, well, we were always taught when you talk to the nutritionist, they go, here's, here's your plate. You got your meat, your carbs, and your veg. Your carbs and your veg. It's almost like Skelton. It's almost like Skelton just gone and got his size hands and Triplin just gone like six stack pancakes, like probably like a that probably like a a small Christmas tree. Yeah, you know, like a little. But how many barbecue chickens would you back him in for? I don't know. Let's, if your mate's doing six, I'll say Scotland's doing seven. <laughs> Challenge. Challenge. You are an absolute did, clown. Did anyone see the uh, the vision of Eddie arriving this morning? Um, entertaining as always. He reckons he got frisked uh, down at immigration and, and given a hard hard time upon arrival. And uh, yeah, the, the fun and games have started. He, he, he thinks he's a conspiracy, doesn't he? That all the journalists are, oh, I love are, are colluding uh, with Michael Checker. It's it's great stuff. Oh, I love it yeah. because they're two. They're both so skilled on that front, aren't they? In terms of um, working the working the message they want. It takes all the takes all the pressure off. The England players on it. That's, that's Eddie's main goal here is just to make it all about him and his players can get away away from the limelight and just train. Funnily enough, though, like the English players, I think in from an Australian rugby perspective, some of, not many would know 
too many, if you know what I mean. Does that make you don't, Does that make play, sense? You don't, we, we don't, don't play them all that often. So it's been six years since, or well, I know we played them in the World Cup last year, but before that, it was six years since they've been in Australia. So there's not perhaps that same link that Australian rugby fans had to Wilkinson, Thompson, Johnson, Delalio, Underwood, Greenwood, Cat. You know all those guys. I mean, you can rattle them off in the blink of an eye. There's no household names at all, are there, really? We very rarely have a series. We very rarely have a series against them. We go over there once a year. And it's in the middle of the night. Exactly. And they don't come out here as a team. Normally, June series is only a few years old. The only time we see a group of them generally in the last 10 years is World Cup in Australia or the British Some of them will walk away from me as household names, though. Mario Toje, yeah, who we didn't see at the World Cup. He's a player of the of the European club season and one of the players of the Six Nations as well. Just a wonderful athlete, isn't he? And he's already been talked about as a future captain and he's only 21, 22. So I think he great work at the breakdown as well for a lot. So he's going to be one guy I think people will certainly know by the end of the series. I hope that I hope that is the case that they do become household names because it's going to be a hell of a series between Australia and England. Okay, Stevie Lloyd asks, Reese Hodge any chance? Hoylesy, Reese Hodge? You'd say no just because you'd say no just because he was brought in late for injured Mike Harris. He wasn't in the original 39-man squad, but he's been exceptional. Hasn't you're a manly boy? Sean, you've seen him play a lot of rugby. No surprise. One thing that's probably helped him get into this squad is his versatility. But when you get into Wallaby squad. Pick a you can't a pick a rookie as a utility. You want to be able to say he's a 12, so a 13, or a 15. So I'd at the moment, I'd, I'd probably say that he's you know, not in the, the top 30. You know, the, the top 30 would probably be, be one of the ones that gets sent back to home. But he deserves to be in that camp at the moment because he's been exceptional for the Rebels. But I don't think he'll be. I wouldn't expect him to play in the series. Early part of June, though. Training with the Wallabies, he would not. They say that Hodgie would not have predicted that at the start of this year, long term. Yes, he just broke the Super Rugby try scoring record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's currently sits equal the top with Akihiro Yamada. Tom, you know what's been the best story on that? The best about he scored a lot of tries. Support lines, tries he scored. Oh no, just the distance he's run. Yeah, everything. Like they haven't been not catch the ball and fall over. He's had to work really hard. He's been one of the probably the dominant players. He's a bench option as well if you want to go with that six-two split, which Checker does like because been covers almost every position in the back line potentially. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want him yeah. covering 10 at, at test level, but he could cover 12 through 15 yeah. pretty comfortably, I think. From Hodgie yeah. to a veteran, Tommy O'Hartman asks you, Halsey, has Dean Mum done enough to get a swing in the squad? Well, I mean, in the match day squad for game one. In his last game for, in his last game for, for the Waratahs, like, that was his best one last week. He's probably lucky because he's a line-out probably lucky because he's a line-out caller and there's not a huge amount of those in the squad at the moment. You've got Sammy Carter, Adam Coleman does call it in person. He's not experienced. So Dean also covers that number six. So I know you look at like a Lepetit Tamani go, he's been unlucky because he missed out. But Check is a big on like for like. So he's got a Lepetit Tamani style with a skill. So he needs someone who's that. It's probably either Dave Dennis or Dean Mum was going to cover that four, five, six role. So he might find himself in there. Depends on what they go to make Mum was a regular last year under Checker, wasn't he? So I don't see why he wouldn't be again. I think he will be in that match day squad. And just quick update on the Queensland Country Rugby Championship. Chips. Hey. Terry McCasker, who I'm going to call TMXC from now on. Uh, bon Uni on the Gold Coast is where that's at. So good luck again to all those. What a place the Gold is. Bon, bon Uni, is that oh, really yeah. country? It is. Gold Tell you Coast, what, Queensland on. Country, the NRC this year, we playing a couple of games up on the Sunshine Coast. It's still country to form of.
Who's the most Who's the most country boy in the world? It's probably Rory Arnold, isn't it? From Wagga Wagga. McCalman. Is that Ben McCalman? Yeah, yeah. Ben McCalman. Yeah, yeah. You'll have You'll have Bernard pretends he's country because his family have a farm. Nard or Nardy. Nard or Nardy. Where's McCalman from? Call himself. Region of New South Wales. No, where's he from? Ben McCalman. Fair way out. No, it's Orange Way. Fair bit like Narromine or out that way. Might be Narromine actually. There you go. Uh, Nick Sturzaka, no love, question mark, from Sam Harris. Why is that the case? Nick Sturzaka? Yeah, Nick Sturzaka. Injuries hurt him this year, hasn't it? Injuries been a bit of a... Yeah, and probably... Yeah, he had a late start to the season. And and honest, being really honest, he just didn't play well enough. Not as good as you would have expected. He and Deborah Sini have been the two guys that we thought would be really, really good because we've seen them in the NRC before. And then you've got to look to Frisbee. Frisbee's been good for the Reds, so you've got to pick on form. Joe Powell, he was Joe Powell. Well, he was the, the, squad, the big bolter of the squad, everyone but thought everyone thought Sturzak would be there, and he's still oh, got plenty of time. Oh, he's just got to go yeah. and form that. He's just got to go and form that combination, and with Deborah Sini, yeah, who's you know, went from ten to fifteen last week, but yeah, just didn't fire. It was interesting to see how he reacted to to getting left out of the Wallabies against the Force at the weekend, and he actually did pretty well, and and yeah, showed that he's he's up for the fight, I think. Okie dokes, uh, they are flooding in the comments. How good's Facebook Live? I've probably only got about another five minutes left to run here. Um, I want to go to this one from Mark Singh. I know Mark Singh is an avid, Singh is an avid watcher of rugby on Fox Sports, prolific tweeter. So, Singy, your question to Hoylsey is where does Sean McMahon fit into the loose forward mix? Well, he's there somewhere. Well, he's obviously there somewhere. Gonna obviously, he's going to be playing some a big the part in that game. The issue is you've still got Liam, Gill, you've you've still got Liam Gill. You've, you've got, got Pocock. You've got Michael Hooper. Oh, I'm actually more I'm of the actually opinion, more of the opinion that if you could finish a game with McMahon and Gill, give Hooper and Pocock 60 minutes or 50 minutes and you've got 30 minutes with McMahon and Gill, that would just open up the game something fierce. So... Um, you've got to have David Pocock. You've got to have David Pocock. You've got to have Michael Hooper. And Sean you know, McMahon, you know, he's probably got to get himself. Fardy's also got to be there. So Fardy's also got to be there. So I think McMahon's okay, probably on the bench. Uh, just the next one here, one up from that, from Singy. Uh, Paul Slater asked, question for Stephen. Why is Stephen doing a Jared Hayne and shotgunning himself into Randwick first grade and pushing some young up-and-comer Back in a second. What a okay, question. Paul Bloody good question. Okay, Paul Slater. Bloody good My question, answer to that, Paul Slater, <laughs> is five weeks ago I went and played third grade, and I played that before me. I've played a lot of grades. You've played fourth grade, third grade. I've played fourth grade, yeah, one game. Yeah. Very sad story. Good friend of mine clapped scrum, and he's still never really been the same. Game got called off, so no. Yeah, so nice way to bring down the mood. But he's all right. Gareth's fine. He's living a very good life. I played third grade the next week. But anyway, back to Paul's negative question. I'm not doing a Jared Hay. I'm sitting on the bench fresh. Sitting on the bench fresh. Many reasons. I don't want to take some young kid's spot. Two, I don't want to play any minutes because I'll get sore. And three, I'm waiting for everyone else to get really tired so I can come on. How did that work out last week against South? We lost 23 to 20. In your defence, you're bringing a Hain mania sort of situation to the Galloping Grands. Is there a lot of media? There's three of them. There's Stephen Halls. There's Adam Fryer and ex uh, Brumbies scrum half Pat Phibbs as well. So the three of them, 
and collectively jamming and three jamming back in a second. It's madness how you got. It's madness so how you got. So we need more players going back to club rugby, rugby and finishing their career where it started. We're not getting paid. We're not getting university degrees. The Dave Dennis to Penrith Emus move. Dave's already said he's going back to Penrith. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Dave. Gathering momentum by the. So are you allowed to swear on this? Are you allowed to swear on this? Well, it's live, mate. If I could, I'd say Paul Slater. That's what I'd say. I'm not taking anyone's spot. Okay, dog. A question here from oh, this is a bloody good name. This Will Dynamite D. That's a great Facebook name. <laughs> Willie D. W, w to the double D. The Dizzle. The, 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 the Whizzle to the D squared says. The Whizzle to the D squared asks, Why does Lapetti Tamani keep getting left out of the Wallaby squad? Does Checker not like him? Bloody good question. Bloody good question. I love watching. Uh, with Lapetti Tamani yeah. fit and angry, yeah. he's awesome to watch. Yeah. Again, he's probably in that again he's probably he's in that position where he's at international level. At international your level, probably design, your back row design because he's, he's not as tall, you know, as, an Adam not as, tall so as an Adam Coleman. So we need height. A lot of it's got to do with combinations of scrummage and something I'm not really accustomed to. What second row works well with what front row and those type of things. And as I said, you've you've got the likes of Willie Skelton who probably offers a really similar type of thing to Lapetti. But yeah, I think he's been I think he's been unlucky not to make that 39 man squad. It's not to say he won't get in later in the year if he goes and plays as well as he has for the the Rebels, so, so he's re-signed with, he's re -signed with the Rebels. Oh, I hope correct. so. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch him for a long yeah. time to come on we, our we, shores. We enjoy watching him in NRC. We enjoy watching him in where he just pulls up about eight. Well, he breaks bones, essentially. Five minutes. Can't answer that for you, unfortunately. Can't answer that for you, unfortunately, Willie D. Because just not really a line-out option, is he? Like you say, he's competing as a six against guys like McMahon. and So that's actually probably where Checker would use him. Another one. This one from Blake Baxter. If DD is in, unfortunately, Blake, DD is up on Hamilton Island at the moment. We'll probably with his partner, I dare say. Um, the question was, did you see Exeter's performance in the Premiership final? Uh, I dare say DD would have. They did well to come back against a red-hot opposition. And does he like Cornish pasties? Does Dave Dennis like Cornish pasties? Because that's kind of what they, they do there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like can't to speculate. speculate. I don't like to speculate. It's, you know, you, you, if I sit here and say that Dave likes Cornish pasties and he doesn't, Fox would be as a, like as a proper journalist, I'm happy to speculate. And I reckon Dennis doesn't like Cornish pasties. I think he's uh, he hasn't actually experienced them, and that's going to be one major thing that he needs to overcome when going next to otherwise, otherwise the Contract yeah. will be uh, cancelled, I think. Thank you, Dokes. Uh, yeah. Look, that's that's a great little twenty-minute swing on the Facebook Live. We're twenty minutes down on the podcast. Our man on the other side of the screen, firing us across the screenshots of your questions, is a man you'll know, Christy Doran, who's done a terrific job as our first Facebook Live. We'll post some photos later of the setup here. It is, um, it's. How would you describe this setup? It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. It's, uh, rustic. I'd describe it as rustic. Uh, this is this is a great question. We'll wrap up with this one from Nick Hartman and Halsey and Wertho. We can all have a swing at this one. If the Wallabies were a hot cross bun, who would be the chocolate? That is an outstanding cue. Be careful. Yeah, well, you go first. <laughs> yeah, well, you go first. Uh, someone sweet. I'd say uh, Nick Phipps. He's a, a sweet uh, sort of character, isn't he? I'd, I'd someone that you could uh, take home to your sweet parents. Sweet but bad for you. Sweet but bad for you. High energy. Chocolate's high energy, high energy Nick Phipps. I'm, okay. I'm going with Phipps. Oh, that's well, that's well crafted. <laughs> if we're going on that... Um, if we're going on that... Um, well, yeah. how else would you go? Yeah, yeah I'm probably thinking it's, yeah, I'm probably thinking it's bad, um, bad for you just in general. Not everyone likes chocolate. I'm probably so thinking, okay, I'm probably here, thinking, I'm going, okay, going, okay, here I'm going, I'm going with Bernard 
Foley because everyone nice thinks sweet, it's but nice and sweet, ooh, but not that good for you. It's not that good for you. I'm talking about Bernard Foley after hours. Maybe we'll leave that for another Facebook Live. And our, well, you know what I'm going to go with? I consider the chocolate on the hot cross bun the money part of the bun. That's your money. That's your money. And if you want a money man, you're looking at David Pocock. So he's my he's my chocolate. On, the, on my Wallabies hot cross What a run. question. They're bloody, getting, bloody good let's question. Let's keep going. I reckon we could maybe uh, get back to this. How many you got left, Christy? Any more flooding through? Are they coming through? Anything from Fraser Hilton? Uh, there was another one there um, from, uh, from Blakey Baxter, and he was asking around what's happening with the Olympics in terms of the coverage. So uh, with the sevens, you know what's going on over there? And Blakey BB, beat of the, beat of the backs. Uh, Do I know what's going on? Yeah, no, Do I know what's going on? Uh, uh, our dear friend Keith, Keith Quinn, who is one of New Zealand rugby... The great man. He's, he's a legend of New Zealand commentary. He's the best sevens um, commentator. He's the best sevens he's, commentator he's in the game. In fact, he's doyen. outstanding. And so Quinny will be over there looking after the, both the men's and the and, women's. And rightly so. And, because, and rightly so because there's been a few occasions this year where he hasn't got the final yeah. in sevens and tournaments. And I do not know, and I do yeah. not know why. Uh, next question from... We've got three to go, right? We've got three to go. Uh, from Andrew Swain. What would you rather... Um, Okay, this is a. I love the what would you rather's. Wear that shirt for a year or be Poey's tackling bag at, oh, come on. at training session. Who's the question directed at? Clearly, you This is a wonderful Barney's uh, design, and uh, I would happily wear this for a year. I wear it out on special occasions. Uh, it's my granddad's uh, old shirt, as I've, as I've said, and it's got some wonderful stories. Uh, to share, not not all of the, that I can go into, but it's got uh, a lot of meaning in the Balinese culture as well. So, Swaney, uh, next touch game, we'll, we'll do the full debrief. There you go. And last one, uh, John Georges says chocolate melts under pressure. Not David Pocock. He wouldn't melt under. He wouldn't melt, under, he wouldn't melt in lava. Think. He wouldn't melt in lava. <laughs> Lava's a tough uh, opponent. No. Tough, uh, lava couldn't hurt David Pocock. He's that tough. Righto, that is our first ever Fox Sports Rugby Facebook Live podcast combo in the bag. Uh, hope you've all enjoyed it. It, was, it went okay. Yeah, I thought it was a, yeah, And as I said, we'll take some photos of the um, behind the scenes. Been? How's the response Lindsay? been? Sorry, Lindsay? Lindsay? Sorry, response Christy. has been okay. A little bit of criticism over Sam shirt. That's understandable. Trevor shirt. Trevor shirt. We'll be back next week. May or may not do the Facebook live. Hope you've enjoyed it. No, definitely We'll certainly be back early next week. We're going to cross to Scotty Sumo Stevenson. It's going New Zealand to get the feel from across the ditch. We're going to do two podcasts next week, maybe with a Facebook Live as well. Will you come back or is DD back from holidays? Uh, no, he'll be back. Uh, no, he'll be back. You know, I could be floating around. If not, we get Big Keith in who's calling the seven. Okay. Um, can someone go and hit stop on the Facebook Live? <laughs> then you have a selfie. Then you have a selfie. No, but that's Shut us down, Christy. Farewell. Is it that top right there? Just hit it. No, 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 that one. Yeah, maybe that one. That's going to reverse us. That's his Snapchat. Just hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang it up.